1: This is Cruise Radio. Enjoy the rest of your brunch. Enjoy your day at sea, and we hope
0: to see you in the comedy club tonight. Thank you. That was Butch, the cruise director you hear. We'll talk to him in just a moment.
2: Hey, I'm Matt Basford. And I'm Doug Parker. Make sure you follow all of our coverage at cruiseradio.net. We have our sea blogs up there, uh, last week's show, and videos as well. On this show, we'll review more of the brand-new Carnival Breeze, like Hasbro, the game show, Playlist Productions, the Punchliner Comedy Brunch, presented by George Lopez. The captain of Carnival Breeze will also stop by. We'll hear from C your cruise director, John Heald, and more reviews about this brand new Carnival Breeze. One big feature on the Carnival Breeze is Hasbro, the game show. It's a full-scale
0: production of a game show where they get actual audience members to participate and compete for high-quality, fabulous prizes. Butch, the cruise director, does an awesome job as the emcee. And I'm telling you, the thing should be televised and uh, syndicated because it looks so good and they present it like you're at a live taping of an actual network game show. It was especially cool to sit next to Jeff Edwards, who we've had on the show before. And a fun fact about Jeff Edwards, he used to actually fill in for Monty Hall on the old game show, Let's Make a Deal. He also regularly hosted the game show, Treasure Hunt. But uh, it was kind of cool because if one of the contestants threw Butch, the MC, a curveball, Jeff Edwards would lean over and whisper in my ear, I I know exactly what he's going through. He's sweating bullets right now. Well, let's hear all about it from the MC of Hasbro, the game show, Carnival Cruise Director, Butch Begovich. Did I say that correctly?
1: You said it correctly.
0: Nice. And might I add, you are... Just perfect at that. You're the quintessential, it's like a 1950s game show host with you in your glasses and your suit
1: and your tight delivery. You got that. I was going for that.
3: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. awesome. I can't take
1: all of the credit for the delivery though. We've been rehearsing Hasbro the Game Show since January. Yeah. Uh, So uh, lots of worked with the script writers and directors and producers, people from LA and. And uh, people who are really involved in game shows and things uh, had a lot of input about the way that the show runs and the way that we hosted. And Did you ever do any radio, or were you a theater major at all? I actually studied theater in college, but I've never done any radio. In fact, the only radio I've ever done is with you guys when you've interviewed me on Cruise Radio. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, never done any radio, never done anything like the game show. Um, but it's been fun. It's been a long journey, but it's been fun. Tell us exactly, what is Hasbro the Game Show? Hasbro the Game Show is a live, 35-minute stage version of a game show currently on television called Family Game Night. It's larger than life, popular Hasbro games come to life in a new way on stage with um, audience participation, uh, where our guests actually get up and participate in these games where they win real prizes that are provided to us by Hasbro. The grand prize is like all the games? of The, the grand prize is every possible Hasbro game, and we give that away four times in a voyage because we have four different Hasbro game shows, so guests can come back and experience the show over and over again with different games on stage and uh, different... Um, audience games to pick the contestants so it's all different every time people get really crazy stupid excited about it too in the audience you know um, in our rehearsal process that's something that we weren't expecting and it was a shock to us on our first cruise how much people really wanted to participate and how much even when they weren't on stage really felt like they're in a live game show audience yeah. getting excited for the people on stage and rooting on their teams and wanting people to win and the oohs and the os and uh yelling out the answers and helping yeah. them out it's well I, i'm telling you i think that's all really a testament of how
0: high the production value is i mean you really do feel like you're there that's what i was saying y'all should be taping this and uh, get your
1: package and sell it and all that it looks so good yeah yeah but so it's put together so so well it's, uh, it's interesting. When we started in Philadelphia in January, we were in a warehouse, and we had no sets, none of this lighting, and to see it all come together and actually look like it does now is quite amazing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Tell us briefly uh, for our listeners about the Punchliner Comedy Brunch presented by George Lopez.
1: Uh, Punchliner Comedy Brunch presented by George Lopez is takes place on our C-Days. Um, our comedians that perform nightly in the Punchliner Comedy Club... They have an opportunity to come and do a little bit of a... I call it like a teaser um, of their shows that will take place later. It um, For us, it its purpose is twofold. One, as a promotion for the Punchliner Comedy Club uh, at night. And two, it brings a lot of people and relieves a lot of stress in our other food and beverage areas around the ship on a sea day, uh, on the Lido deck, uh, on the Lanai, and... Um, It's actually, the food is just amazing, too. Uh, George Lopez-inspired recipes, like the huevos rancheros, and we have, like, themed cocktail menu, like breakfast cocktails, Bloody Marys, and mimosas. and Yeah, it's just a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. It's a fun way to eat breakfast or lunch or whatever you want. From Minnesota, Cruise Director Butch Begovich, thanks for being (laughs) uh, with us on Cruise Radio. Thank you so much. Good to have you guys here.
2: One of the newest features aboard Carnival Breeze and soon to roll out on more Carnival ships is the Punchliner Comedy Brunch presented by George Lopez. We actually had a chance to catch up with comedian George Lopez in New York last fall and asked him about his partnership with Carnival Cruise Lines. How did
0: this relationship with Carnival come to fruition?
4: Well, you know, they wanted to increase the fun on the ships. They wanted to kind of change the image of almost like performing on a cruise ship as not the best gig ever for comedians i think they wanted to broaden the horizon of the level of comedians so um they decided they wanted to reach out to somebody that had a point of view somebody that i think the comedians trusted and uh they've done well with the comedians it's a great gig but i will bring people from television and from movies and from people that see and that and that's just what make it better you know, that'll make it better. You start to see people on the ship that you've seen in movies, and it makes it fun, man. It's a great surprise. And then I, I will be performing myself occasionally on the ships, which I'm I'm excited about. So we're going to change the stigma of it being a bad gig to it being a great gig. Well, that that brings me to my next question, because
0: you've had such a great career with such longevity. Um, coming up or at
4: any time during your career, did you perform on cruise ships? You know, I, to be, believe it or not, I couldn't get booked on a on a cruise ship. So... Um, I did not would I have maybe not because you know I was trying to be the next Richard Pryor so I, I, I probably wouldn't have but right now is a beautiful time you know I'm comfortable in what I do and people know me from the show and know me from my HBO special so it's, the, the timing could not be more perfect I think for me to make my appearances on the cruise ships
2: are you going to have a 100% controller over who goes to what venues and such or just limited controller? Well, you know,
4: I think we're sharing partnership with what they, I, you know, I didn't want to put anybody out of work so I think we're going to share with what they've already established and then I have somebody in L.A. that will book things but one of the things that I really loved about doing Lopez tonight was that I got to see some of the younger comedians work in female and female and male that were really edgy, you know, and had a point of view and were very good at At what they were doing, and I think they would they would benefit from from doing a cruise and from getting that little bit of more experience. Right
0: on, George Lopez. Thanks for being on Cruise Radio,
4: man. My my pleasure. Here in the
0: Sapphire Restaurant, enjoying the punchliner comedy brunch with comedians Tom Pepper. Hey, Tom. How you doing? Good. And Austin Knight.
5: Hey, I'll
3: tell you something.
0: For a written transcript of whatever the hell he just said, you can send a lot of money to <laughs> nowhere in particular and you'll receive nothing. So, yeah, it's kind of early. And when I first heard about the Punchliner Comedy Brunch, my first thought was how many of these comics are really on board with this idea of performing this early in the morning?
3: Well, you know, we do we do work late nights, etc. We're, right. we're working in clubs with floodlights, and people have come to see a show. And, a, and there's been a little bit of alcohol. Yeah, yeah. So it's all going on, and it all works at night. But this is totally alien to us. You, um, it's like ten o'clock in the morning. Right. I'm not out of bed at ten o'clock in the morning. You know. Right. So you come down, you look and there's people having breakfast, and you're thinking, I've got to stand up here, and and yes, it strangely works. You, they listen. They put the. They give you applause. Um, Butch does the lights. So he's flashing the lights and all the staff are clapping and applauding to a, a bit of a song thing. Then the, it, Butch goes on because a nice warm welcome, brings um, Austin or myself who's at whatever turn and we come on and just do 10 minutes and for some reason it works. You, you, they sit, they listen, a couple of gags and they laugh and we invite them to tonight's show. Austin tonight. what say you?
6: Well, the 10 o'clock one that, that I did, that you saw earlier, it was packed out, the restaurant, and now we're coming to the noon one that I have to do. Yeah. And there's, there's nobody in. So, uh, I mean, technically, uh, the people that are in, they could have come to my cabin. <laughs> but uh, that's the way it is, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, I wasn't born on the Carnival Breeze, but I'll certainly die here at noon.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love it. That is Austin Knight, along with Tom Pepper, enjoying the Punchliner Comedy Brunch. Thanks so much for being with us, guys, on Cruise Radio. Really appreciate it. Absolute pleasure. A
6: privilege and an honor. Thank you. Thank you very much. (laughs) This is
4: Cruise Radio.
0: For over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art. Tripinsurance.com.
4: Hi, atop the sky deck aboard the carnival breeze,
1: this is Cruise Radio.
2: Joining us now on Cruise Radio in Bonsai Sushi is Dan Askin, senior editor at CruiseCritic.com. What do you think of the uh, the sushi? I thought the sushi was, was good. I ordered the boat, which is uh, traditionally for two people. I wanted to take a photo of it and also to analyze the different elements. Um, and so, you know, it was ultimately, it was a good, a good deal, $15 for two full boats of sushi, plus miso soups and uh, salads. Yeah, I can't stop eating here, and clearly you like Cucina del Capitano since you've been there multiple times. What was the major draw for you?
0: The fact that they bring the table wine in a big wooden cask. Yes. They will roll out the barrel to your table and uh, serve it in a craft and all that, so that's nice. But the food is good. It's authentic. It's family style. That's always fun because you get these large portions you can share. and and the waiters come out and sing so it's always a good time and not a bad value for $12 per person. Another good food value is at the Red Frog Pub, where every food item on the menu is $3.33. We happen to have one of the very talented musicians from the Red Frog Pub. Everyone loves him. Jimmy, Hey, how's it going? Yeah, well, I should say welcome back. I'm pretty sure we talked to you on the Magic.
5: Yeah, I was on the Magic, did the inaugural last year, and then brought it over to the Caribbean as well. Yeah.
0: Now, what other uh, ships have you been on?
5: And all the way back to the holiday, did the Fantasy, Ecstasy, Glory, Liberty, yeah. uh, Magic, now here. Yeah, so pretty much a lot of them.
0: <laughs> so, and, and you sound awesome always, always sound awesome. What's uh, How would you describe to those uh, guests who are considering a cruise on the breeze, how would you consider the vibe of well specifically the Red Frog Pub? Or I but but the ship in general, the carnival breeze in general.
5: What I like about the ship is this ship seems to flow more better than than any other ship before like the colors and the vibe is it's uh it's more this kind of like what it's going to be like in miami you know so it's uh, got that tropical uh, breezy feel to the whole ship um the red frog itself it's a lot like the magic was um you're just going to have some more places to go to now upstairs with the red frog rum bar the blue iguana tequila bar awesome places to hang out as well too
0: now did they did they tell you okay because of all this uh of what we're trying to do here, we want you to only play this genre of music, or whatnot. Are they are they giving you a lot of freedom to do pretty much whatever you want to uh, what what you want to do in, in terms of feeling out the crowd?
5: Right. Yeah. They, they really doesn't limit us as long as it doesn't have any profanity or something like that in it. Obviously, here in Europe, I play a little bit different genres out here compared to uh, Galveston. I played a lot of country music, a lot of Texas country music, um, but over here it's more like Beatles and Oasis and different bands like that that more the European crowd will appreciate other than just Americans.
0: I noticed you uh, were uh, giving out, or I'm not going to say giving out CDs, you have CDs for sale, and uh, tell us about what's on the CDs.
5: Uh, The CD is a lot of the cover music that I do here. Um, It was done with a a friend of mine who plays djembe and different things, percussion instruments, so it's a different vibe than what you get in here, kind of a Jason Mraz feel to a lot of the cover songs that you hear. You can go on my website, www.timmypierce.com, it's also on iTunes as well, you can get it shipped to you, or you can have it downloaded on iTunes. All right, Very
0: so, good. Now, are there any remixes on the of, of the tracks on the CD, uh, where John Heald interrupts with a uh, ship announcement? <laughs> Thank God, no. There's no no ding that's ding and like during the bridge, you know, you, you hear John Heald come in. No, 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 okay. no, no interruptions. Wow, that's. A shame. <laughs> we have a we actually have a
2: question from our uh, audience out here. Go ahead, sir. Timmy, what's the difference between the vibe in the Red Frog Pub and the Red Frog Rum Bar out the Lido deck?
5: Uh, Yeah, two totally different areas. Um, The the thing with the Lido is more like this Margaritaville uh, beach Caribbean vibe where you're outside, you're sipping on a drink. Uh, So sometimes it's more laid back. People are just wanting to uh, enjoy the sun, enjoy the music, and have a cold cocktail. Whereas in here, especially late night, it gets more of a party atmosphere. Some more party scenes, sing-along crowd. Almost like the piano bar, but with uh, an acoustic guitar and a singer. So it's two totally different areas, um, especially on a sea day. That Lido is actually really hopping up there. And so um, it's completely different vibes, but both both are enjoyable. Yeah.
0: It's pretty cool to, to, to see yourself on the big screen, I would imagine, in and hear yourself crank them. I mean, this it sounds awesome. I mean, that's like a full-on outdoor festival concert yeah. out there. For
5: me, as a musician, I actually like playing up there, as far as yeah. being able to hear myself. And uh, sometimes I'm more into the music itself than even the crowd yeah. um, that are into the music. Whereas in here, it's it's a different it's a different musicality. And here, people are not as much for the music. They're here for the whole ambiance. They're here to party. They're here to have a good time. And uh, so it's it's good for me to play different areas as well as too as the ship.
0: Soloist Timmy Pierce right here in the Red Frog Pub aboard the Carnival Breeze. God bless you, man. You sound awesome as always. Thanks for being on Cruise Radio. So cool to have them both at once. We have Budget Travel Contributing Editor Fran Golden with us once again.
7: Hey, man. How are you? Yeah, very good.
0: Welcome back. And also David Molyneux, travel writer. And uh, we can find you at the travelmavens.com.
3: Yes, you can.
0: Fran, let's start with you in regards to uh, what are your overall thoughts about the brand-new Carnival Breeze?
7: Well, you know, this is a mellow yellow carnival, you know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's really interesting because they've gone for this new tropical fun ship, you know, a lot less bang you on the head, Vegas kind of glitz than you've seen from their other ships. So I'm liking it. I mean, listen, we got some nice folk music in the background. We're having some wonderful Caribbean beer. Um, it's a different kind of carnival ship, but I think it's going to be a big hit. How
3: about you, David? I would go back 10 years and I looked at carnival ships and the one thing I did not like was that they were they had become inside ships. They were like a big box with a swimming pool on top. Yeah. Now we've moved to an outdoor ship. There is so much uh, uh, space outdoors on the various decks. Restaurants, bars, even the nightclub kind of spills into the outdoors. And it, it, I, I love the atmosphere. It's it's much better than the box i'm wondering
0: long long ago where the outdoor spaces utilized more and then all of a sudden there was this
3: gravitation to bring it inside yes that's exactly what happened if you if you look at ships like the the fascination the ecstasy the fantasy there were a few tables on the all the way in the aft end outdoors to eat and then the next version of Carnival ships, there's no space at all to eat. Why do you think that they did that? I don't know, except that it seemed to me that the ships were very much in a Las Vegas venue. Everybody was inside, spending the money, ching, ching, in the casino. And now, you look at the ship and you look at the magic before it. There's all kinds of indoor out space. It's a different kind of vacation.
0: Fran, you seem to have a theory.
7: Well, I mean, again, I think he just hit it. It's the onboard revenue. Yeah. It was just the focus of onboard. And then somebody got the idea of, well, gee, if we put a bar up near the pool, you know, maybe we put a trendy bar up near the pool. You know, maybe, hmm, South Beach is going outdoors and all those clubs are going outdoors. Maybe we put an outdoor extension to the nightclub. And then, wow, people... People are really getting into this eating outdoors. Maybe we put more seats outdoors. And, you know, for the cruise line, there is the issue of trying to monetize that. But I think they're doing that pretty well.
0: David, do you have a favorite spot on the Breeze?
3: I think mine's simple. I like the Red Frog Pub. Yeah. I I like the idea. I, I like the beer. I like draft beer. Yeah. Instead of drinking out of a bottle, I love I love draft beer and I like the idea that I can walk outside, inside. Just like the whole feel of the place. And a guy playing a little uh, little guitar. How
0: about you, Fran?
7: Well, I think the greatest new addition, because I'm a sushi lover, is a sushi restaurant. Right. And you know, it's it's an amazing experience to be walking on the ship in the Mediterranean and have women greeting you with konnichiwa, hello. Right. you know, and it and it's really it's fun, and, and, and it's a full service sushi restaurant with really decent sushi. The first one in the fleet. The first one in the fleet. And you gotta love. And by the way, the sister ship also had the Cucina Capitano, which is a wonderful Italian restaurant. So I like that they're moving into that realm. There there are fees attached to these venues um, and you're tempted to sort of eat at them every night. But I do, I do enjoy the sushi restaurant.
0: Well, I'm like you, I'm a sushi freak and I'm kind of curious. I mean, sushi has been popular in America for quite a while. Why do you think it took them so long to bring a full service sushi restaurant on board?
7: Well, I'm sure it's not easy to get people that know how to prepare sushi the right way. And again, well, they've had the happy
0: hour sushi for a long time, though. Just but,
7: the... but it wasn't as good as the sushi. Right. You know, right. this there was a lot of effort. I don't think it's really easy to just say one day, okay, I'm going to open a sushi restaurant. And they had to figure out the space. I mean, they were smart. They put it next to the Red Dog. So, I mean, you look at us as a couple. He's got his beer, and then we can go next door and eat my sushi. I mean, what's better than that? Right.
0: Fran Golden, David Molyneux, thanks for being with us. It's great to be here.
7: Thanks. Hope to see you guys again soon.
3: This is Cruise Radio.
0: With Captain Vincenzo Alcares of the brand-new Carnival Breeze. Did I say that right, Captain? Captain Vincenzo Galcares. You said right. All you right. speak very good Italian. Sure. Sure I did. So the first question I want to know is, how did it feel
8: to sail the newest ship in the world into your home port of Sicily? Uh, I feel very proud uh, I and uh, happy. It means it's, uh, it's a great challenge to uh, come out with a new ship. Breeze is a very big ship, and when you bring it in your uh, uh, in your place, you the first thing you think is that you feel very very proud. Of. Yeah,
0: very cool. We're sitting here on on the bridge of the Carnival Breeze, and it's pretty uh, astounding. You know, you look around, and of course, you kind of you expect to see the modern technology, but you don't know, know any idea really of of what you're going to see until you're up here, um, and it's really kind of minimal. Um, I wanted to know how has the technology on the ships
8: changed since you uh, first started sailing? A lot. It means uh, when I start uh, i give you just an example. We have uh, uh, the transit satellite which was a kind of satellite that would give you the position um, every three, four hours five hours, six hours. And we usually navigate with the radars, these are transit instruments, but we didn't have much technology. Now, after more than 25 years, we have, you know, GPS. We have a radars interface with electronic chart. Something that it's unbelievable the way it changed. What do you call the actual area? Uh, is it the helm? I mean, what what is the
0: area over there, the desk with all the equipment called? Is
8: That's what okay. uh, they call uh, the, uh, cockpit. the cockpit. The cockpit. Okay. Yeah. The cockpit is where the two guys right now are uh, um, seated and where they conduct the navigation. Uh, by the, two guys, you mean the navigator? The navigators or? and the co-navigator. We have okay. a, a navigator, a co-navigator. and Then we have uh, also two quartermasters that uh, they help uh, them and they do the lookout. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm curious because uh,
0: the seas out here today, Or uh, we're a day at sea, and it's, a, it's a little bit choppy, a little bit rough. You feel you little bumps here and there. At what point, as captain or navigator, do you all decide to extend the uh,
8: stabilizers? If you see that the ship is moving, is rolling, uh, then you start to extend the stabilizers. Right now, the, if you see the wind, is in our, it's from our direction, the mm-hmm. same direction. It doesn't move too much, the ship. It's just, uh, uh, fill, we just feel the wind, et cetera. But, uh, not, so it, the ship doesn't move. Yeah. We don't need the stabilizers right now. Right.
0: <laughs> Captain Vincenzo Alcaraz. No, no, I didn't say it right that time, did I? Captain Vincenzo Alcaraz. Thanks for being on Cruise Radio. We really appreciate it. Joining us now is Senior Cruise Director for Carnival Cruise Lines, John Heal. John, we know you're busy man. If you could, please quickly give us tips for those traveling in Europe.
6: There are five of them. Number one, this may come as a surprise, but nobody takes U.S. dollars. Change your money at home before you get here. We do have changing facilities on the ships, but we're a cruise ship, not a bank. You'll get a much better rate at home. Second of all, remember when you go ashore in some of the ports to carry some coins with you because often you'll be expected to put a little coin in a plate when you're using the public restrooms. Number three, plan your day. Do not wake up in the morning and go, honey, what shall we do today? By the time you've worked out what you want to do, by the time you found the transportation to do it, you will have missed half the day and you'll have missed some incredible things. Going to sound a little bit of a cliche this, but number four, take an excursion from the ship. There is a simple reason. The guides went to university for years. They're there to help you. They're going to show you things you'll never find on your own. you are fully safe you're fully insured and if you're late coming back we will never leave one of our excursions if you're still ashore and number five the most important thing if you have any questions the only one stupid question you will ask will be the one you don't ask if there's anything you need tell the staff on board we're here to help you
0: and that is precisely why he is the senior cruise director aboard Carnival Cruise Lines John Heald I'm old all right, that's going to do it. Don't forget, we have a Cruise Radio app, the single best way to listen to Cruise Radio and uh, get all your cruise news. Just go to your smartphone app store and search Cruise Radio Live.
2: If you want to know what a day in the life is like aboard Carnival Breeze, check out our C blog, cruiseradio.net, and just click on C blog. Also, while you're there, subscribe to our Cruise News updates. They're located right there on the top right-hand corner of the box. From the brand-new Carnival Breeze in the Mediterranean, I'm Matt Bassford. And I'm Doug
0: Parker. And this is Cruise Radio.
1: Thanks for listening to Cruise Radio. For information on how your company can reach over 100,000 travel enthusiasts a week, email sales at cruiseradio.net. Find Cruise Radio on iTunes, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Just search
4: Cruise Radio.